Welcome to an AONN Plus podcast event created to provide a platform to engage and inform membership on relevant topics which impact your professional practice. The focus is on the AONN Plus eight domains of knowledge. This podcast will highlight the Navigator Pledge that was developed in 2017. As a navigator, I pledge my head to share knowledge for informed decision making, my heart to empower advocacy and loyalty, my hands to deliver compassion and remove barriers, my hope to embrace and preserve quality of life. Navigators have within themselves the inner strength, the power, and the fortitude to do what is needed for patients. They should never doubt their abilities, knowledge, or willpower to make things happen. Thank you for joining us as we honor the Navigators, special people that make a difference in the lives of those around them. Hi everyone, my name is Joanna Morales. I'm the CEO of Triage Cancer. Hi everyone, my name is Aisha Allison and I'm the Vice President of Medical Affairs at the Patient Access Network Foundation. And we are excited to be here with you today to talk a little bit about patient empowerment and how our organizations serve patients and navigators. Thanks so much for joining us. Joanna and I are so excited to talk to you today about this because for both of us, this is a topic that resonates very deeply with us. To start, let's talk a little bit about what each of our organizations do. The Ann Foundation is a 501c3 organization that's dedicated to helping federally and commercially insured people living with serious illnesses with out-of-pocket costs for prescribed medications. We've been around since 2004, and since then we've provided nearly 1 million underinsured patients with $4 billion in financial assistance. We partner with generous donors, healthcare providers, and pharmacies to provide the underinsured population access to the healthcare treatments they need to best manage their conditions and focus on improving their quality of life. Joanna, would you mind telling us a little bit more about triage cancer? What does your organization do? Sure. So Triage Cancer is a national nonprofit organization that provides free education on all of the legal and practical issues that may come up after a cancer diagnosis. And we do that through providing free educational events, both in person and online. And we also provide free educational materials and resources in a variety of different ways. And we support patients and caregivers with information, but we're also helping healthcare professionals be better at navigating their patients through some of those issues. Wow, that's so great. How do you work with patients and get those resources to them? We do have some educational events that are specific to patients and caregivers. We host a triage cancer conference series where we're providing a day-long educational event, sometimes in person and sometimes online. And we cover some of the topics we think are most pressing for patients and caregivers. So things like navigating insurance coverage, understanding their employment rights, disability benefits, and then some of the financial and estate planning issues that often are under-discussed in the cancer community. 
So we host those a few times a year. And then we also provide a free monthly webinar series that's targeted towards patients and caregivers on, again, a variety of different topics we think are most pressing, but often under discussed for patients. And all of our educational programs are open to patients and caregivers, as well as healthcare professionals and other advocates in the cancer community. We have a lot of staff of other cancer organizations attend our events to learn more to better serve their communities. That's so fantastic. That seems like those resources could be so valuable to, like you said, any audience. So it's so cool that not only patients and families can benefit, but also healthcare providers and other people working in the space. How do you work with navigators? We actually have some trainings that are specific for healthcare professionals and other lay advocates in the cancer community. We host a free insurance and finance intensive, which is a day-long training that actually provides free continuing education for nurses, for social workers, for patient advocates, and even HR professionals, because we want them to know how they can help their employees who've been diagnosed with cancer. And then we also offer another day-long training, our in-service training, which focuses more on the employment issues that someone might be experiencing. And even though we have programs that are focused on patients and caregivers, all of our educational events actually provide free continuing education for all of those professionals that I mentioned. But we also provide free materials where navigators and other healthcare professionals can actually order bulk copies and we'll ship them to them for free so they can distribute to patients and caregivers. And then we actually have a legal and financial navigation program, which is uh, one-on-one -on -one assistance to navigate some of those more challenging legal and financial issues that someone might be experiencing. It's not clinical navigation. It's really focused on the really sticky issues that someone might be experiencing. And that's actually a great resource for navigators because if they're trying to help a patient through an issue, whether it be insurance or employment or financial and they're having some questions that come up that they can't answer, they can actually contact us on behalf of those patients and get some technical assistance to help them through those issues. That's so great. I feel like all organizations work so hand in hand in that way where your organization is able to provide that education and information to people to arm them with what they need. What PAN Foundation does is the majority of the support that we provide is direct financial assistance through grants. And so patients can come to our foundation and enroll for a grant that will cover the out-of-pocket costs, such as their co-pays or deductibles or co-insurance for specific medications. They can also apply for similar disease dates for premium assistance or transportation assistance to make sure that they're able to get to their doctor's office or to their pharmacies. And the way that we work with navigators is similar in our respect because healthcare providers, navigators can apply for these grants on behalf of patients, which we see happen so often because it's hard, you know, finding financial assistance, applying for financial assistance can be a huge burden and it can be a huge failure in someone even being able to get the care they need. And so one of our tenants is that we want to try to make our enrollment processes streamlined as possible. And if we're not available, maybe we don't have the program, maybe the program that we have is currently closed and not able to enroll patients. Our goal is to be able to connect patients or families or navigators with other organizations that can help, such as other charitable patient assistance foundations or advocacy groups. 
But one thing I love about triage cancer is that really supporting on that educational front. One thing that we see patients often come to us with is questions on those angles. They'll say, I feel confident and better that my finances are going to be taken care of a little bit in respect to getting my medications covered, but I still need education or I need support services. And we've partnered with national advocacy groups to connect patients with that. I think a lot of what you're describing that triage cancer does really gets into patient empowerment. So tell me, what does patient empowerment mean to you? Well, I really think patient empowerment starts with education. And if it were up to me, I would say I would want every newly diagnosed patient and their caregivers to have information about all of the laws that apply to them, all the benefits and programs they could potentially have access to, like the PAN Foundation, so that they really understand all of the things that are available to them so that they can make some educated decisions and find their best path forward beyond a cancer diagnosis. I completely agree. Helping patients gain more control over their decisions and their action, just helping them build that self-awareness when they're dealing with such a devastating diagnosis really will just help them become even more confident in their ability to manage their care. And I think, you know, for both of us, like, all the decisions we make at our organizations really center around what's best for patients and keeping them at the center of all of our conversations. Absolutely. And I think that navigators can play a key role as well in making sure that patients are getting connected to all of the resources and information that they need. Very true. One of the big challenges that I see today in when it comes to navigation is that the supply is just so much greater than the demand. It is extraordinary, especially coupled with the pandemic. But even before that, you know, these inequities and people being able to afford and access what they need to manage their care, to really not have to worry about how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to make ends meet? is something that has just grown and grown in the last few months. What do you think? What other challenges do you see in the space? Well, I certainly agree with you. I also think that just general lack of knowledge is a challenge, both for patients and caregivers, but also for healthcare professionals who are trying to navigate their patients through some of these issues. Take just, for instance, getting through the healthcare system. I say all the time that there should be a class in high school on health insurance because it's one of those things that everybody needs to use during their lifetime, but no one really explains it to us. If we are lucky, we get our first job and someone hands us some paperwork. If we get health insurance and we fill it out, but we're not really making educated choices as consumers. And that just makes it so much more difficult when someone is in a crisis situation and needs to navigate the system, that lack of understanding and knowing what your options are, how to effectively get access to care and make sure your insurance is covering it, all of those things just make getting through a cancer diagnosis and treatment so much more difficult for people. And there are some really striking examples that cause huge challenges for patients. We see that insurance companies often deny coverage for care, and there is the ability to appeal those denials and to ask insurance companies to take another look. 
And then to even go outside the insurance company through an external appeals process to an independent entity that is going to look to see if care is medically necessary and their decision is binding on the insurance company. So that appeals process is something I often refer to as the best kept secret of our healthcare system because of the 42 million claims that are filed and denied every year, only 0.2% get appealed. But when people go through the external appeals process, about 50% of the time they're getting overturned. So if you think about 42 million claims, that's about 20 million people who could have or were more likely to get access to the care that they needed if they'd just gone through the appeals process. So lack of knowledge is one of the biggest challenges for people is really just understanding the basics of our healthcare system. And it's so heartbreaking because you're right, like the resources are all out there. And we all hear that when we talk to patients, when we talk to providers, they say, I wish I knew about you last year. I wish I knew about you before I had to sacrifice something else or something disastrous happened. And there's a lot of resources out there. There's an overwhelming amount. And it's really hard for navigators to even try to stay abreast of all the changes or updates. So even if you're just getting started in the space, like how do you even get started? And so one thing that we try to think about and recommend is first try to identify a priority or focus area. And often you might be able to do that as a navigator or a healthcare provider by further examining your patient population. Are the majority of your patients on Medicare? Or are the majority of patients who are struggling to pay their out-of-pocket costs or find a specific type of resource on Medicare? And try to nail it down as much as possible so that you know exactly what group or problem you want to tackle. And once you have that, you can look for resources to address that specific challenge more comprehensively, such as if you are most concerned about medication assistance, look at manufacturer copay code programs, look at charitable foundations. If you're most concerned about utility bills for your patients and making sure that the basic housing needs are met, look at your state health insurance programs and federal benefits if they have health insurance through the federal or state level. And once you have that first step covered of the first problem you want to tackle, when you're ready to add on more, you can. And additionally, align your peers. I'm so impressed by the work AONN has done to connect navigators with each other, because that's one of the best ways I think we can all learn from each other. So reach out to other cancel organizations to learn from them and adapt strategies that have been successful at their organizations to see if they will work for you. And if your organization has the financial resources, invest in financial navigation software so that these processes can be centralized and you can spend more time not having to worry about the manual aspects of it, but so that you can spend more time really doing what you're trained to do. Those sound like excellent strategies. One of the things that we do to try to help healthcare professionals, including navigators, navigate some of the changes to the laws and programs that are out there is through our educational blog, where we're sharing late breaking news. So if there has been legislative proposals, or even laws that are being passed, both at the federal and at the state level, we're translating that information and sharing how it could have an impact on the cancer community. So that's one way to quickly stay on top of some things that might be relevant to your patient population. That's so great. Across all of the different resources that exist today, what's maybe one or two resources that you would recommend navigators incorporating into their daily practice? 
Because there are so many resources and things are constantly changing in the cancer community and the landscape for patients, I think to your point earlier about figuring out what are the biggest challenges for patients and focusing on learning actually about some of those issues. And so it might be reading a healthcare related listserv or blog, but kind of just staying on top of the news that is happening. And then keeping track of some of the resources that have been most useful to you. That's a great point. There's so many resources, like you said, that are already created and out there, right? And so navigators don't need to and shouldn't feel that they have to start from scratch. Look for screening tools and employ screening tools. Lots of organizations have screening tools on the websites that even if you're not ready to have those conversations with patients yet, start the process by when they do come into clinic, when they have appointments, that you provide that, um, whether it's like a one page or however you prefer to collect that information, but at least keep it on file. So that way you have a sense of what other challenges patients are facing. How do you see the role of navigators evolving over the next few years? I think there's going to be increased reliance on the role of navigators in the healthcare system where patients are experiencing more challenges. The healthcare system is constantly changing and other members of the healthcare team are overworked. And so I think navigators can play a key role on that healthcare team to help address some of the more practical and financial issues that patients might be experiencing. That means that navigators are going to have to engage in education to be able to take on more of those responsibilities. And there isn't always a clear way to identify where the best education is. And so one of the things we've done at Triage Cancer is to provide the key topics that we think are going to impact most patients through our triage cancer conference. So a new navigator could come to that conference and learn about the big picture issues that patients might be experiencing and understand where there are resources to help. That's fantastic. Yeah, it can't be said enough. The education component of this is so central to being able to support not only patient empowerment, but advocacy. As we all know, like all patients are at varying stages of becoming their own advocate. And when I think about like, what would I recommend to someone who isn't really able to advocate for themselves? There's so much to be said, but I think the main thing is that that's okay. Not every patient is ready to become an advocate for themselves. They may not have the bandwidth to do that. And having that mindfulness of where people they are in their journey is so critical. If a patient is ready to charge ahead, talk to the congressperson, make phone calls, great. But if they're not, that's okay. And one thing as a navigator, you could ask them to do is think about their concerns. Think about where are they struggling? Is it with medications? Is it with making sure that they're getting food on the table? And ask your patients to speak up and share those concerns proactively with you so that as navigators or healthcare providers, If you are able to help, fantastic. And if you're not, hopefully you are able to connect them with other organizations so that they can contact them and try to address the challenges before the consequences of leaving them unaddressed become too large. There's lots of smaller steps as well. Patients can get to get more involved in the process so they understand the power of their voice. A lot of organizations, Japan being one of them, have advocacy resources on our website where through just a few clicks, they can alert their congressperson about accessibility, affordability issues, speak about their disease to raise awareness about it. And so 
Even something as small as sending an email can sometimes help patients build that connection and understand that they are a central part of their care and that they have the power and the influence to make change. Absolutely. We cannot stress enough the importance of advocacy and particularly policy and legislative advocacy because it's those laws that provide funding for cancer research. They provide access to programs and government benefits, and they provide protections for individuals with a cancer diagnosis or dealing with another type of serious medical condition. I think one other underutilized resource related to elected officials is that they can often provide case management services for individuals who are having trouble advocating for themselves. So if you're having trouble related to a government program or service, your elected officials can actually step in and help you get access to the benefits and services that you're eligible for. Wow, that's so terrific. Thank you so much for that information, Joanna. It's so fantastic to see what all organizations are doing today to support patient empowerment and to support patients getting what they need to manage their health and be able to focus on it. Thank you to AONN for hosting this podcast and for inviting both of us to join and speak with you today and to share our insights with our listeners. Thank you to our navigators for not only listening, but for your dedication to patients. It serves us constant inspiration to us and we're so proud to work alongside with you. Thank you. Thank you for joining AONM Plus and today's engagement with key knowledge leaders to enhance your navigation practice or program. Please visit aonnonline.org for other navigation tools, education, and best practices to advance the role of patient navigation in cancer care across the care continuum.